0: You're listening to Spice Radio, 1200 AM, and we are speaking to Charlie Smith, the editor of Vancouver. Charlie, how are you this morning?
1: Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks, Mincari. It's great
0: to be here. It's all great. And it's going to be such a nice weekend, Charlie. So I'm looking forward to the sunshine. I think that's going to make a huge difference. But Charlie, we've got a lot to cover this morning. And there's one story that has been getting a lot of attention on social media, saying people really need to pay attention to the story, especially if you really care about climate change. And it is this Willow Project that has been recently approved by the Biden administration. Charlie, can you give us some background on this and why a lot of people are quite upset by this move?
1: Yeah, they're very upset because uh, the climate people because they helped elect Joe Biden and he actually had the most far reaching climate plan of any presidential candidate in history and he went way beyond what Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama did uh, fellow Democrats so he came in he appointed you know John Kerry as his uh, kind of climate czar and um, got back in the Paris agreement uh, canceled the Keystone pipeline, Keystone XL pipeline. Um, appointed people with great climate credentials: uh, Gina McCarthy for the Environmental Protection Agency, um, and and others. Um, he has a, a deputy national climate advisor, Ali Zaidi, um, who's uh, Pakistani ancestry, former mission Mich- Vancouver born, former governor of Michigan. Uh, energy Secretary of Energy Jennifer Granholm. So, people thought this, and the first First Nations Cabinet Secretary Deb Howland. So, people thought they were, things really changed with Joe Joe Biden, and and they did in in the early parts of his term, um, but now he's approved this Conoco Phillips uh, project, which is uh, quite massive in in reserve of Alaska, and you know it will six hundred million barrels of oil. It's equivalent of you know the oil production of Belgium, according to the Guardian, and it's caused a lot of anxiety. And I think uh, one of the reasons he's doing this that the Democrats lost control of the House of Representatives, and I don't think he wants to give an election issue to the Republicans because Biden sees his path to his re-election is uh, keeping blue-collar voters on side, and he did quite well because he tends to do better with the blue-collar voters than many other Democrats, um, in part because of how he does politics and the issues he emphasizes, but I think he's worried about the Republicans um, peeling away the blue-collar voters who, who have traditionally been Democrat, less so in recent years. And Ronald Reagan was the one who really did the breakthrough in that area in 1980. They called them Reagan Democrats, these guys in hard hats who traditionally voted Democrat, who then turned around and voted Republican because they liked Reagan. And and Biden wants to keep them on, on his
0: side. Mm, it's always politics, Charlie. And this is one of those stories where people say, well, why should we care about this? I mean, if this does move forward, I know there's a lot of legal challenges that are currently going on, but they're even saying just the amount of emissions that is going to come out of this, the number of species that could get killed, there are consequences to this.
1: Yeah. And, and also we're seeing, you know, under the Biden administration, the forecast is you know, for for record production of crude oil, record production of liquefied natural gas. So, as Biden is sending a message to the world that he's on side with the climate crisis, uh, production continues to increase in the U.S. Notwithstanding all the new wind and solar projects and the promotion of electric vehicles, and in this regard, it kind of reminds me of Canada because we've seen a similar thing with Justin Trudeau and the federal liberals in that they say all the right words about supporting electric vehicles and renewable power. But at the same time this week, we just had a a liquefied natural gas plant approved in British Columbia. Um, We'll see whether it's built. There's one thing to get, you can hold the government approval on the environmental assessment. The next is actually seeing it come to fruition. Um, But at the same time, it's a similar path that we're seeing in both countries where some fossil fuel projects are not allowed to go ahead, but then others are allowed to go ahead. Production continues to increase, so the industry is happy, and it's all done to blunt the right-wingers who they don't want cutting into their vote.
0: Mm, Always politics, Charlie. Now, another story that's been getting a lot of attention to is the Globe and Mail did a report that found there were claims that apparently in this municipal election that there was some sort of interference coming from China and Vancouver Mayor Ken Sim, he responded and says he wants proof of these claims. What do you make of this story, Charlie?
1: Yeah, what I think is going on here is you've got reporters acting as stenographers for CESIS intelligence agents who've gone rogue. And we could use the word intelligence agents. They really are our, our information officers. They gather information and it may be right, it may be wrong. Uh, we're in no position to assess whether this information is accurate or not because we don't know the identity of the person gathering the information. We don't know where they got the information and um, there's not a great deal of skepticism being expressed in the media. And then what happens is the information gets out there through the reporters that intelligence sources say. And then the columnists assume this is factual and then assign motives to people. <laughs> and, and so we're seeing a backlash within uh, the Chinese-Canadian community to the way this story is being um, Presented, and uh, but at the same time, there are some people. I have a good Taiwanese friend who says, "Oh, what's happening in Canada is exactly the same as what's happening in Taiwan." The Chinese government tries to influence elections, and but they haven't had a great deal of success in the last two presidential elections. Though their candidate recently won, I won't say their candidate, but the one who is more China-friendly won in the Taipei election. Mm-hmm. But here in Vancouver. Kennedy Stewart lost by thirty-seven thousand votes. Um, Ken Sim had eighty-five thousand votes. Kennedy Stewart had thirty-nine thousand votes. Um, the Globe reported this, but the way they're presenting these stories on the front page, making and, and not with a great deal of skepticism and caveats, um, is uh, has has kind of lit a match among the chattering classes in Canada that, oh, China's trying to take over the, the Canadian government. And it's really kind of, the evidence of this is pretty thin when you look at, uh, basically Canada just came up with an Indo-Pacific strategy to contain China, and Canada's sending warships through the Taiwan Strait uh, to contain China, um, that if China's doing this they're not having a lot of success uh, and also I question the claims that Kenny Chu for instance in Richmond Steve East, East lost the election because of Chinese interference it's true that Weibo, or WeChat that is the social media is you know monitored by the Chinese government and censored and everything else and that's where some of the Chinese uh, people first generation immigrants get information but I don't think everyone is glued to WeChat and following the dictates of the dictator of China. Um, and so Kenny Chu, I think, lost the election in Richmond, um, um, in, in Steveson, Richmond East. One, that riding is represented by New Democrats at the provincial level. Uh, two, it's a diverse riding. Three, it's a very green riding. Um, and four, Kenny Chu was... One of the four candidates who lost in the lower mainland from the conservatives who voted against a ban on conversion therapy. So Kenny sent a message to his voters that he supports the idea of conversion therapy for LGBT people. And for many voters, that's a big problem.
0: Well, Charlie, I know and that the
1: Globes is not reporting
0: this. Yes, and I honestly think when it comes to election interference and these sorts of stories, I think this is going to be a conversation that's going to be ongoing for the coming weeks, months, and years. And yes, I do think. We, oh yeah. You know right? Like it's it's a complicated issue, and I'm sure we're going to get more information in the coming weeks. Now, Charlie,
1: we, we, we need it. We need a whole week
0: to do we, this. We do. <laughs> There's not enough time here, Charlie. Um, finally, Charlie, I wanted to wrap up with a story out of Vancouver. Talk about Indian classical dance experts. Bert Usha Gupta. She's coming to Burnaby. Tell us a little bit about it.
1: Yeah, this is. Uh, she's a, she's kind of a giant in her own way. And she came to Canada in the late 1980s. Established a dance school, classical Indian dance school in her basement. Had two students, and then in a short while, she had like something like 150. Um, and uh, her her real passion is Kappa dancing. You know, with the, uh, uh, the Lydiana school, uh, she's she's a lot of fun, and she's doing this workshop um, at uh, out at Deer Lake uh, today, and she's she's very charismatic. If you talk to well, you've had her on on Spice Radio, and what I found interesting too, she grew up in Punjab, and went through partition and just saw horror stories because she's in her early 80s, so she's old enough to have, she was a child at the time. And to see someone who witnessed such awful things happen right before her eyes, to become this very warm, totally well-adjusted, passionate advocate of arts and culture, I think is a
0: testimony to the human spirit. Oh, it really is, and I think it's incredible just the work that she's done. Like I said, we've spoken to her, and she is quite something and incredible. So people need to check out this piece in Vancouver about Usha Gupta. Charlie, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. You have a wonderful weekend.
1: Okay, you too. Thanks, then, Karen. Bye.